0: All of my family Mm. to this day calls me Clarissa. So when I first stepped out into the world, which arguably was a lot later than most human beings step out into the world, that is not just family and immediate whatever. And someone called me Clarissa for the first time, I corrected them and they looked at me like I was crazy. And that's when I started asking people to call me Claire because it was just too confusing and I couldn't remember how to pronounce my own name (laughs) when I was saying it.
1: Really were the Clarissa that had to explain it all. (laughs) 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 Hello and welcome to Murder Husbands, an episode by episode deep dive appreciation of the Brian Fuller created series Hannibal based on characters from the novels by Thomas Harris. We are Opsicle, a group of like-minded creators who enjoy getting together to have big conversations for big stories. I am, as always, Kelly Sumilano. With me are my illustrious Opsicle co-hosts, Letha K. Weber. She is the creator and artist of the book that we make together, Hex 11. She is also co-owner of Hex Comics. And every little thing she does is magic. Hey, Lisa. Oh, hi, Kelly Sue. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Uh, We also have Blair Thorne. Really wanted to say Clarissa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just confused anyway. Oh, goodness.
1: Claire Thorne, she is the author of A Geek's Guide to Cross-Stitch, Journeys in Space. And you can find her super cute cross-stitch patterns on her Etsy store, The Unexpected Hobby. She is like the wind. Hello, Claire.
0: Hello. Are you saying I glow? I'm sorry. I I just
1: couldn't quite let that go.
2: Wow.
0: But in a good way.
2: Wow.
1: Anyway, moving on. That was stunning. (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, moving right along, we have Philip Kelly, mm-hmm. our fearless producer, actor, writer, comedian. Of course, beautiful poetry in motion as a TikTok dancer. He's the son of a preacher, man. I am. What's hey, up, Phil?
2: I'm constantly terrified. I don't know if fearless is the right adjective, <laughs> so, but uh, I'll, I'll take it for now. I'll take it.
1: And finally, we have Justin Penniston, knower of all things. Writer of the hard-boiled web comic Hunter Black and Netflix Sonic Prime. I only want to see him dancing in the purple rain. It's <laughs> Justin.
3: I- Please. I'm, I'm literally, I'm <laughs> speechless. I'm as close to <laughs> speechless
2: as I've ever that been in my happen. whole life. But I want a TikTok video now more than anything. Um, <laughs> oh, do you know,
3: did you know, say, going into that, the Prince is my favorite artist?
1: No, I
3: just wow. assumed. I mean,
4: I mean, yeah, isn't Prince everybody's yeah. favorite? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: wow. I think
0: among the group of us, we can just assume Prince is up there for all of us because yeah. that's just who we are as people, but. Wow.
2: That
4: anyway, nicely sense. done, okay. Kelly Sue. Very good. I'm, Here we go.
3: I, I want you to know, because I was really proud of my intro game mm-hmm. up until this point. Yeah. Gauntlet throned, Kelly Sue. Gauntlet Throne. Mm-hmm, <laughs> all you inspired me. <laughs> there you go. So,
1: OK, before we dig into this discussion, and it's going to be a big one because mm. this is the penultimate of season one, Bill and fair are going to take us through a quick recap of this episode. Relev.
2: This episode opens with Will connecting with Georgia Mansion through the walls of her incubator. They're bonding over both being nuts. While Georgia is looking better, Will is not and is only about to become worse. One mentioned to Hannibal about what he discussed with Georgia, the fact that she had a dream another faceless man was in the room when Dr. Sutcliffe got whacked. And the next thing we know, her incubator is exploding thanks to a mysteriously placed comb.
0: After Georgia's death, Will asserts that the copycat killer is still alive. Jack disagrees, of course, and claims it's suicide while doubling even further down and bringing Will's mental state into question for like the thousandth time. News flash, Jack. Well, isn't okay. Jack has the BAU team investigate the possibility that Garrett Jacob Hobbs was killing with a buddy while he goes looking for answers from Hannibal. It's no surprise that Hannibal offers nothing but very important sounding sentences, which causes Jack to go even further and pay a visit to Bedelia Maurier. He believes Hannibal is withholding evidence and also casually mentions that he knows all about her being attacked by one of Hannibal's patients. He just thought it might be neat to share.
2: Very quickly from here, the BAU team links Abigail to the Minnesota Shrike victims. They make a plan to arrest her only to find that Will has checked her out of the hospital. Will, you sneaky little shit. The two make their way to the Shrike's nest just in time for Will's hallucinations and to intensify to the point of scaring the shit out of Abigail. And before he can handle before he can get a handle on it, he wakes up on an emptying plane at Dulles National Airport where Die Hard takes place. He lost time and his pseudo daughter who's on the run from the law. Ugh, Mercury, Mercury (laughs) Retrograde. Am I right, everybody? When that's in retrograde, everything just sucks. Wow. Sorry, little ad be there, Kelly Sue. I love Thank it.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> we conclude with Abigail and Hannibal meeting in secret. Abigail admits to being afraid of Will, and Hannibal shares that the FBI knows about her involvement in the murders. She takes this opportunity to assert that Hannibal was the lone phone caller the day her dad was killed. He admits to this, and so. so Oh, oh, much more. When she asks if he's going to kill her, he simply apologizes for not being able to keep her safe in this world. Doesn't sound great. Awesome. Way to go, Phil. Way to go, Claire. Okay.
1: Um, Okay, so a lot happens in this episode, so much so that there was a ton of stuff that didn't even make it into the summary. Um, But a majority of it is through revelation, things that get shared in conversations, right? Um, there are a lot of those, a lot of conversations in this episode, not as much action as we're used to, but the things that do get revealed are pretty huge. Abigail being the lure for her father's victims, pretty huge. Um, the fact that there's more to the story of Bedelia's attack, and that that definitely involves Hannibal somehow. And finally, Hannibal admitting to murdering Marissa, to wanting Abigail to kill McBoyle, to murdering many more people than that. So let's just dive into all of this new info. How's everybody feeling as we get ready to close out this season? Well,
0: I want to hear with... how Philip. Yeah, I was yeah. just to <laughs> hear how say, is, <laughs> is doing in this moment. I can <laughs> do doing it, over there, Phil.
2: <laughs> wow! Wow, everybody. Um, <laughs> with everything, God. Uh... I mean, some of this stuff we already knew, right? We, we kind of already had an idea that Abigail was Delore, um, even though it was, at the time, the directing of it made it look like it
3: was through Hannibal's memory. But she, she, hadn't she already confessed but, that to somebody? Hadn't that, that, some, we knew that. We knew something, because we saw a scene with her on the train yeah, that was when she. That's when Hannibal.
2: When she admits it to Hannibal. Right. So and, yes, but, we did know. But yeah, we, we did. That's what I'm saying. The viewers yeah. knew that. But even yeah. still, the way that was shot, though, like, because they end on Hannibal's face before they go to the flashback. Usually, when you go to a flashback, you end on the person's face who's having the flashback or remembering it. So it was, it was directed in a weird way that made me kind of even still question the validity mm-hmm. of it. Okay. A little bit at the time. Okay. Um, so. Yes. Having it, having Will Graham say it was uh, uh, in that moment was really great. And in the way he did it um, and, and a little like uh, she's, he's going to throw her against the wall uh, thing. You don't know whether you're in his head or not um, was really nice. Uh, God, a lot of revelations, right? Um, the conversation between Jack and Bedelia was such an amazing piece of dialogue, uh, the dance, like a, such a beautiful dance with dialogue between mm. the two of them. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I have thought that Jack has been questioning Hannibal's voice in this for a few episodes, or, or, or at least, you know, if not putting not putting things together, obviously, mm. um, but at least not trusting him 100%. Mm. So. I, I was, I felt it was really cool that he went to talk to Bedelia and that he's, you know, we, we kind of take, I think Jack's intelligence and his skills at being what he is for granted, because he's always leaning into will. Um, but he's a pretty smart guy. Like he puts things together. I, he has a good, mm-hmm. he has a fairly good sense of what's going on. I mean, he, he has pretty much about Abigail this whole time. Um, so I think, yeah, you end up not giving him enough credit, I, I think, um, because of the whole will relationship. Hmm. Uh, uh, so that that was interesting. That was a really nice, actually seeing him being able to work in that sort of way and seeing him lean into uh, Scott Thompson <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> the other, <laughs> and the other... Actually, I don't know the other actor's name. I haven't looked at. What's his name? Aaron Abramson. There we Thank go. you, Aaron Abramson. Um, their little moments together in this episode were gold Mm -hmm. uh where they were like oh you mean we get to do our job (laughs) amazing (laughs) uh it was really really beautiful um so yeah yeah there were the and it's it's like about the revelation with bedelia and hannibal Mm. there was something about the way when hannibal is in there standing in in her room when she comes down to tell him about jack a way in which that scene is lit and shot it reminds me more of hannibal's office than bedelia's space that she lives in and mm-hmm. it's such a sign of power and control to shoot it in a way that resembles hannibal's office and delighted in that way um it and it might
0: you, be the first time we don't see them in sitting in the therapist yeah. patient uh, uh
2: formation blocking, yeah right yeah. yeah yeah um it was really nicely staged and you see her with a sense of well just a lack of power in that moment mm-hmm that uh, the Predator is standing nice and tall on the left side of the frame and she's kind of slinking down the staircase, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lovely And at the scene. end of that
1: scene too, when he just goes mm-hmm. and sits down.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's I'm so ready great.
1: for yeah. you to be to... for me now. Yeah, yeah, And also
4: like I was noticing, um, re-watching it last night, I was noticing that, I mean, you talk about the lighting and it's like, he spends most of that scene facing away from mm-hmm. the light.
3: He's backlit. And yeah. He's yeah. backlit. Yeah.
4: And he basically, he he looks like not much more than a silhouette, which is yeah. like even creepier as yeah. Bedelia is talking to him. And it's like, we, can't, we can just barely even make out the features of his face.
2: Um, that uh, that yeah. lighting is echoed later when he's with Abigail, where he's mm-hmm. backlit and you, you just see mm-hmm. a little bit of his face. And it's like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's him without his person suit. That's Hannibal mm-hmm. as Hannibal Lecter Absolutely. kind of. Uh,
3: All of you are clearing the shit out of me right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, it's so pretty soon, by the time we get to the end of this, we're just gonna be speaking to each other in inside jokes and it's not even gonna be about anything anymore. Um, okay, so does anybody else have any impressions on this i, I just I mean, wanted I know we just to st-
4: say like revelation to... wise like even though it's like you know we know we're watching this show called hannibal and we know Hannibal is killing people like we see him do it yeah um him the scene in with abigail at the end where he says out loud like this is the first time he said out loud i killed people mm-hmm. um and just every single time I watch it, it's like the power of him saying it out loud for the first time is like, whoa, something mm. really serious and scary is about to happen. <laughs> this,
3: it's, it, it really yeah. feels like one of those moments because you're right. He's not saying anything we don't know,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you yeah. know, but it still feels like his true self in a way we've never seen it before. Yeah, you know, like there's a flat affect to his speech. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this emotionlessness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like he's only communicating to her with his lizard brain. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's like <laughs> none of his higher brain functions are engaged. It's all just right. this pure heartlessness. Mm-hmm. Um he never speaks so directly. He so well, also never speaks so directly
2: yeah, or forthrightly. Like, it's mm-hmm. always dancing around. And right?
4: it's just I don't know if it's the first time we've heard him admit to the motive or what but when Mm. she's asking why he called the house what would happen and he's like I was curious what would happen and he's just so matter of fact about it I was curious Mm. what would happen and then he was like I was curious what would happen if I killed Marissa Shore I wanted to Mm -hmm. see if you would kill Nick Boyle."
0: Mm -hmm. and he did (laughs) can I just he's literally like I just
1: wanted to see what you do
0: yeah can I just call out in this scene again? Because I think this is absolutely the pivotal scene of this, this episode and maybe even well, like we're saying of this season as well. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Abigail, um, the girl who plays Abigail, whose name is not- in Casey, the- Roll. Casey, Roll.
1: Casey Roll. Casey
3: role very
0: much. I just want to once again, because I have appreciated her so highly ever since my first viewing of this show, but watching it again and again and again, her acting- in this scene is just stunning because and then i think it's mostly in in the exchange where she asks him for how many people he's killed because she's reacting to this knowledge and you understand just from her face acting right while this is happening that she's not entirely surprised that she is scared but she's not panicking scared. She's, she's able to contain herself. And mm-hmm. however, whatever it is she's reacting to, whether it is just that she still likes Hannibal or just understands that she has no choice, she has no recourse, she has no escape. It, she is still so in control of herself in that moment, yet still very scared and looks very vulnerable but we also, I mean, she is causing us to react in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. We're feeling scared for her. We're kind of just, you know, disgusted and appalled and scared of her as well. We're wondering to what degree, like she is intrigued with the idea of being of who Hannibal is and, and what she might become as well. It's just all so great. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah. My favorite Hannibal line in the whole episode is his answer to that question: "How many people have you killed?" And he he pauses for a hot second, like he's considering actually telling her, and then just says, "More than your father." Like I'm just yeah. I'm a bigger deal. I'm yeah. I'm kind of um, a yeah, big deal. To,
4: yeah, to talk about face acting. Um, oh. for the the scene where um, Jack goes to Hannibal's office and um, Jack starts putting together this idea that Hannibal wants him to put together, which is that Will is responsible for the copycat deaths, the copycat murders.
2: Right.
4: And his whole, like he's acting the whole time, like so like he's only just realizing this himself. And oh my God, I had no idea that- I'm
3: so sorry, Jack.
4: I'm so yeah. sorry. And all of these things, and he keeps this look of concern on his face and the camera stays on his face as Jack leaves the office. And he still got this look of concern, like "Oh no!" And then, as soon as you hear the door click, like Jack's gone, his face just goes, hmm. yeah. "I wonder what's going to happen next." If there's like, a- it was so, it was so subtle and so, like,
1: mm, delicious. yeah. I think that this is a really interesting point that we can continue on with throughout the course of the rest of our discussions because it's sort of like we become like Hannibal at a certain point as viewers. Like we know this show's terrifying and we show up because we want to see what happens. Right. Um, What do we think Hannibal's aim is with Will at this point? Like Will is very clearly sick, but Hannibal doesn't mention any of it to Jack. He shares with Bedelia that he cares deeply for Will and wants to protect him. But our boy's about to get framed for murder straight up. What's happening here? where's is are we seeing Hannibal kind of starting to bridge the gap of the duality of like oh I'm just curious and I want to see what happens and I'm also a human being and I have real feelings for this person what do you think
3: maybe I'm just a little too pragmatic Uh, I think um I think that his goal has been to turn Will into a killer to Mm -hmm. bring Will you know to, 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 to forge in him a true kindred spirit, to bring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he's not willing to risk his own safety and freedom to do that. Yes. And Will is getting too close.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Will's a dangerous choice of partner. Mm-hmm. And so Will's gotta go away now. Will's gotta be, so I think it's, I don't think, I mean, I think when after Will tells Hannibal, you know, mm-hmm. that he's close to the copycat, that he knows what's going on. He's finally starting to get it. He's starting to see. You see, again, talk about space acting. You see Hannibal realizing, this motherfucker's onto me. Shit, he's, <laughs> yeah. getting, he's getting way too close. Mm-hmm. I got to do something about this. Yeah. Wait, so you're just going to go the DNA evidence? Like almost as close to panicky as Han- Hannibal ever mm-hmm. gets in that moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, and you see again, when Will leaves, you see, Hannibal kind of like, okay, then your fate is sealed. <laughs> you <Exactly>. know, <laughs> like,
1: oh, really? You think it's someone who's very close to the bureau? Interesting. Uh,
3: <laughs> someone, someone like you, perhaps? And, you know.
0: <laughs> and yet, I think Hannibal's prepared for this. He has prepared for this eventuality, this possibility, yeah. and he has constructed something because I think ultimately his his always end goal is to force the metamorphosis, right? Like to create the ideal, um, circumstances in which he can, um, completely break down, um, will and mold him into what it is he's desiring will to be. And Mm. I think that even now when he's like oh crap you know he's on me I think that's more of a okay well this came sooner or is happening a bit differently than I you know originally attended for my plan mm. a but you know mm. I've got all this stuff in in place for the plan B point two or you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I really think he thinks in those terms of like I have plan a plan a point one plan a point two you know and it will yeah. all just come together so yeah, I yeah he, he's got it he's got things ready to go he and, and it maybe
4: hopefully we'll think that that he plays a very long game I right. think that like yes. he's not just making short-term plans he's making he's he's plotting way ahead because I mean this is a highly sophisticated individual we're dealing with and so he's kind of he's got this handle on like how people will react to these stimuli Mm -hmm. and, um, so that he can kind of like, he can play it all like this epic chess game, you know, that's like, well, I can see the pathway of all these different moves that I make and Mm -hmm. I can see the reaction to them and the Mm counterattacks and I can, I can get everything I want to get done and ever have everybody feel like they're winning mm. when I need them to feel that way you know and, yes
3: totally and maybe framing will ha- was always part of that plan yeah, yeah. will Absolutely does enough. say no he wasn't planning to frame Georgia, Georgia for Dr. Sutcliffe's yeah. murder mm-hmm. he was planning yeah. to frame me yeah. yeah yeah you know so maybe you know and maybe this is just there's an element of mm-hmm. Hannibal thinking fast to change it because I still need to frame him
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and now that suddenly takes on a new urgency
0: yeah, and yeah but, but and i don't think i'm spoiling anything here because we have seen in previous episodes I'm trying where, so hard not to spoil anything in this Conversation moments where hannibal has been in will's house we we know mm-hmm. he's put elements in place long before the events of this episode right mm-hmm. that are not mm-hmm. yet just stop, talking. Okay. Just stop talking. That's That's, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, that's yeah. as far <laughs> as you
1: should go. Not, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like.
4: There's no. That don't continue.
1: This is a perfect place to go to break. And I gave the panic um, signal to
2: go to break. When, when we break,
1: come. Break. When we come back from this break, I have a question that's going to be pretty much totally directed at Phil. Um. Mm. So stay tuned. Awesome. And in the meantime, listen to these amazing messages from the messengers. We're back. <laughs> okay, so we're of course still discussing the pen ultimate episode, season one of Hannibal. And I want to know from Phil, who is the only one of us who has not seen the show and is watching it. Um, I almost that in real life, but I meant in real time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Phil, what do you think is coming next?
2: Well, I as we you know, close I text, up the season, I texted everybody last night, and I said I'm really worried about Beverly. And, it, and Justin was like, "Well, you need to talk about that tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, and I, that's true. Like I've been, I've, I've been wanting to say something, but it's never. And you, I, I paraphrased Justin, and I maybe yeah, put a little, you did. I put a little salt I put a little salt on it. Interesting. We should discuss this tomorrow.
3: <laughs> I put some salt <laughs> on it. I put some salt. I made bit. it salty.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I've been wanting, like, we t- I just never really quite fit into the conversation. Uh, I am going to pause.
1: I'm going to pause well. on you really quickly, Phil, and send out. A message to the fellow co-hosts keep an eye on your facial expressions my friends
2: i'll look away i'll look away
1: i'm a i'm a blank slate
2: so i'm, I'm not looking at your guys's faces no
1: no no you can look at us
4: i
2: was just reminding <laughs> folks. oh so, justin so, just so. went
4: that's justin a good says. idea
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay great
4: phil um, please
2: continue so, yeah i've been i you know uh, will has been putting trust in beverly and i said in a previous episode i love their relationship now where mm-hmm. he feels like he goes to her because he can ultimately mm-hmm she doesn't want anything from him and she yeah. sees through the bullshit right right and my my thing is if beverly and hannibal ever ended up in the same room i hmm. think she'd immediately see through his bullshit and that would be that would be a huge problem for hannibal like and, and i think the series has done a great job keeping them separate hmm. now you put mind,
0: have they you put me in mind that they've never shared a scene that's what yeah. i was going to ask they have all have they never been at a crime? No, because the only time they Hannibal's haven't. been in the field wow is, I has I never been realized that. in episode taken, one, right? T- yeah. I've
2: taken particular note of that. Wow, so, wow.
1: that's really interesting.
2: So, Very
4: interesting. So
2: here's the thing. You know, Phil? I, I think yeah. Will, Will has relied on Beverly to be there for him. I think mm-hmm. he's relying on mm-hmm. Beverly to be there for him now. I think mm-hmm. Beverly is somewhere nearby. I think mm-hmm. he instructed her that if something goes cuckoo with me, you got to follow Abigail. And see what's mm. going on. I think we're finally going to get that scene between Beverly. Mm.
0: Phil's oh. not okay. Oh, right. not. For, for our for our listening audience, Listen,
2: Phil is not okay we, right Like
4: now. we we cannot say anything in response to any of this. I know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah.
2: I don't want you to. I don't want you to. But I think. Yeah. And I'm not.
4: And I'm. I'm saying this all very like matter yeah. of fact we simply can't say anything
2: about any of this right right we no, can't say it,
4: like none of us can answer this question because the, i don't, don't it's
2: i'm not i'm not asking a question i just the no no i mean the, the question the, that kelly right. sue asked what oh, do you right, right. going to
1: happen next no uh, the, i'm saying you have the, the floor phil this is the, for you yeah
2: the thought of beverly ending up with uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> emotional oh,
2: phil. yes
1: it's emotional phil has a deep oh, wow phil has had a deep connection to bev from the The best part about this
3: is because will uh, phil did not like beverly when she was first introduced yeah i know she rubbed him the wrong way that is really
0: great and she has really really grown
3: on him like you guys can't tell listeners phil is the very definition of verklempt right now
0: he is yeah Yeah. Yeah, we're talking uh, for him to cover the emotion and again which is lovely yeah, this is, beautiful.
1: and I wish you it's, could see it. It's beautiful his that pinkness. you feel this way,
4: and yeah, it's, true. it's, <laughs> it's
1: and it's again a massive credit <sighs> to, to this show. This, yeah, show.
0: absolutely. Yeah. Please. Oh, so, and I, I think it's very safe for the rest of us to talk about the just in general terms. Mm. When you think back to the first time you watched the season, yeah. the degree of anxiety you felt for pretty much all of the characters, all of the characters, like, and I was, I remember being terrified about Jack in particular, like, just because Mm. he was also getting so close. He's still being directed by Hannibal, but he's Mm -hmm. also showing a degree, like Philip was saying, a degree of savviness and capability on his own
3: in this yeah. episode and, and just he's his...
0: generally so tenacious anyway yeah. yeah well and and that's the thing is just any character starts to show any independent intelligence and capability to yeah. figure things out you immediately start getting terrified for them totally. in it's, show. it's true
3: and so yeah it's almost so, a, you almost have a sense of relief when mm-hmm. jack goes the wrong direction they take their conclusions yes. And then they go yes. in the wrong direction, you know. Well, they don't. Yeah. They, they they don't aim back to him. You see, if Phil, if if it was yeah, if it was if, if it was
2: if it was Jack who was killed, mm. I yeah, I it would it'd be upsetting and it would suck. But emotionally, I think I wouldn't be as devastated. Um, mm. If it was uh, even uh, 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 what's her name, um, Alana? Coming, Alana, Alana, that yeah. would suck. It would be devastating. Yes. But there's mm-hmm. something about the purity of Beverly's character yeah. that Will relies on taking <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like re- removing that from Will is the idea mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. kills me. Like, because mm-hmm. that is his right now, that's his center. Without that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah
4: wow man uh, I'm I just I'm success. just super I don't know how I'm much like, I can
2: say about it because I'm gonna break down just the
4: possibility no <laughs> and it's like and I know we've said it already but man this yeah. show y'all mm-hmm. this show it gets ya. it's so it's seriously probably the best tv show that has ever been I because, mean yeah. because
1: yeah
3: I have a top five and this is in it for sure oh for yeah. Sure. yeah
4: because it's, this like because of this I mean it I mean it there are there are times on this show where I feel like the entire front of my body has been torn off, oh. and all of my guts are just exposed to the world. Mm-hmm. And it's that like I I like I well that's I because feel you that way sometimes watching yeah. this show.
0: That's because yeah. you literally it's, see that happen so many times. Well, <laughs> so you I know I know I know it's true. like very
4: descriptive language, but it's in, in regards to the show. But really like emotionally speaking it's like it is it is a real heartbreaker sometimes it yeah. really is yeah. you know it really
0: is ironically enough i think the only character right now that i don't feel scared for is freddie lounge no. <laughs> like oh yeah no. just because okay anyway like, no she's no. she so capably survived her experience with <laughs> abel gideon she mm-hmm. has been handling abigail with like more astuteness than anybody else really mm-hmm. other than you know the people who actually know what's going on with Abigail.
1: She also handled
0: the psychopharmacist.
2: psychopharmacist yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah.
0: And the more nothing. she comes in and tells, because really her function on the show most of the time is coming in and telling us how people actually are like, mm-hmm. you no, know, this person is actually this way. Yeah. Um, and she's right so yeah. much of the time. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not worried about her. <laughs> she's <laughs> got yeah. it together. Her, I'm good. Her.
2: Her kind of calling out both will and jack was really amazing yeah uh -hmm. seeing that that aggression Mm
4: -hmm. yeah her calling out abigail abigail
2: yeah that was she was like abigail
4: she's one of those smart girls that she she even warns abigail grow up and can see all of their moves
0: she
3: even warns abigail and says i know a killer when i see one yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. abigail's like, kind of like oh do you <laughs>
2: <yeah>. you know <laughs> yeah. all all the dialogue in this episode was i think some of the best dialogue we've seen in in a, in a series with amazing dialogue
0: yeah, yeah. Dialogue this, this show does it so frequently <laughs> where it shifts from being an action visually horrifying centric mm-hmm. show to being a dialogue heavy show and i think that's one of the brilliant things because if you can think of another show that does that successfully and is not losing tension or or screwing up its pacing or or you know what i mean like
3: to effectively use both both the words and the Mm -hmm. visuals yeah is rare indeed
0: there's
1: some only one i can think of of is twin peaks and yeah. Even that's not yeah. even that close because there's not is. as not nearly as much talking as there right. is in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, um, but this is perfect, and this brings us to because while there was a lot of talking in this episode, we were also <laughs> treated to some hella visuals. So, if you've been listening for a while, you know what's coming. If you haven't, this is a segment that we like to call "Exquisite Corpse," where we break down the visuals of the beautiful murder tableaus of this show. And here to do it this time is our very own knower of all things, Justin Peniston. Exquisite
4: corpse
3: one thing about this particular episode is it gives us the death the murder of georgia imagine mm-hmm. and we actually get to see it happen which we don't often get to see with mm-hmm. these tableaus we don't often we don't often get to see the murder take place we're so um, lucky um <laughs> and in this episode she is in i guess you know the, the equivalent of an iron lung she's in a um like an incubator in an oxygen uh, tank an what do isot- they call incubator.
4: it like a hyperbolic chamber or something, something like, like that?
3: that yeah but she's in a high oxygen environment and she wakes up to find a comb next to her and there's a little mirror and she's got a certain vanity about her hair we see that as she's talking to will and so she starts combing out her hair and it causes a little static electricity which ignites and she's suddenly in the oven uh Two, yard, two cubic yards of oxygen become two cubic yards of fire, as uh, French Stewart says. Thank you, French Stewart. <laughs> French. Um, now, immolation means death by fire on the one hand.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: On another hand, it also literally means to sacrifice. Mm. And that is exactly what happens to Georgia Imagine because Hannibal has no designs on killing her necessarily yeah. she is not a part of his plan but mm-hmm. when she comes in on him on hannibal murdering dr Sutcliffe she suddenly is sacrificed for his greater goal you know she becomes a sacrificial lamb um and then the manner by which he kills her not just by immolation by sacrificing her but by using a comb because the comb is a symbol of vanity or self-image. And George Imagine is literally a person who does not know that she's alive, who cannot see the faces of others. Vanity and self-image is, they're foreign concepts to her. And so for her to be sacrificed on the altar of self-image That's some writerly bullshit for your ass, man. I love that shit. Like that is some genius. Like I am just, I'm blown away by that. You know, wow, Um, amazing. And it's such a a tightly woven tableau. You know, to really thread because, look, the best story, the scenes in stories should be about one of two things, preferably both. But hard to pull off they should be about advancing story or mm-hmm. revealing character yes and in the most subtle and ingenious of ways this advancement of the story reveals both george's character and george is dead and hannibal's it's fucking oh. ingenious oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. real and and heartbreaking,
0: and heartbreaking because we've wanted her to have that healing uh, capability so that she can be a person who enjoys her own appearance, who's Mm -hmm. come back to life, and for that actual moment of healing, like we want to be happy that she can comb her own hair. Mm -hmm. It's so heartbreaking for that to be used against her that way. And also, why the hell isn't there a medical professional supervising her at all times while she's in that machine? I'm just going to point out (laughs) that that is a stupid thing to have depicted her being alone in this room where people can probably
3: accurate and probably an accurate thing. Kind kind
0: of like
2: the nurse being left alone with uh, our previous doctor. I don't,
1: I
0: don't accept it, but that okay. Right. I
1: tell myself a story that there's an attendant dead somewhere in a broom
3: closet. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, it's if a I say thing. the words American healthcare, that should sum it all up. Yeah. Know I literally yeah. Would not underfunded.
2: Yeah. Not focused yeah.
3: on have you yeah. how doing swanky, the right thing for the patient. Have you I mean,
2: seen she says it. How this,
0: swanky this facility is, I mean, it is the definition of swanky. Uh, but anyway. And if I said they Yeah, Yeah. The fact that they can have a whole room Dedicated to just having that machine And
3: nothing else
0: Yeah Anyway moving on
3: to There is one other little corpse in this That I want to discuss briefly And that is the corpse Of the silky chicken in the chicken soup
1: (gasps) That Hannibal makes Uh, for
3: Will And the reason why I really wanted to because again And now I am going to compliment Will I mean Phil Because Mm -hmm. you know thinking of framing and lighting and the way he talks about it really pointed this out to me when this is, unless I'm very much mistaken, the last meal that Hannibal and Will share together in this season. That makes sense. And Not it's a spoiler. perfect echo <laughs> of, of the yeah. first. first meal yes. they share together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're seated in the same places yep. yep. by a window once again. Yep. Um, Upperware in the original scene, in the scene pilot, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we are treated to shots of them individually, mm-hmm. and we don't get a wide shot of them together until the very end of the scene, the very yeah. last shot of that of them dining together. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like they started separately, but then they come together, and this season yeah. they are a unit, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and then in this scene. The scene starts with them being framed together, but then fractures into the individual shots of them. And they are never shown again together in that conversation mm-hmm. as if now they're separate again.
2: Justin, mm-hmm. you just cleared the fuck out of me.
3: Oh. <laughs> Nicely, done. Nicely
2: done. Nicely done. Wow. I love it. I had
1: a lot of clearing today. I love it. It Ooh. means um, that we're all starting to sync up. Our brains are meeting on yeah. the cloud. Yeah, yep, definitely. We no, have been we've been sharing the
0: silky soup together.
3: I, I, I <laughs> also just oh. is Hannibal's mild indignation when Will says, "Oh, you made me chicken soup." You know, after he's been like, you know, a black bone chicken with red dates and ginseng and wolfberries. Wolfberries. <laughs> My god. Know? And yeah, he's like, crazy. "You make me chicken soup?" Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was a little bit like I, yeah.
2: I, I do always like to draw a parallel between the, the corpse and to what's going on with Will also. Because if we're talking about uh Madchen being a sacrifice, uh yes. very much Will in this episode is being offered up as a sacrifice in in a way. Mm. Um and you know, his he,
1: brain is literally on fire.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there is that too. Um, but there is like um, you know, Justin, you were talking about how this is uh, uh Hannibal didn't plan on killing. Mansion, uh, uh but kind of needed to. But mm-hmm. this is also the unravel. This is the beginning of the unraveling of everything he's hiding from Will, mm-hmm. um, which I also think is very interesting. Uh, mm. Like he's what he's trying. Finally, what he's doing to manipulate something is working against him uh, because he's given too much to Will uh, to look at. Um, so I don't know. There's a, some interesting stuff going on. Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. So, again, every episode. Um, before we move on, though, beautiful, exquisite corpse. Um, that mm-hmm. is so oh, spot on, Justin, as always. Yeah. Thank you for walking you, us through. You
3: keep calling me the knower of all things. So, that I freaking pretty... have to do my research. <laughs> and wow. Like, that dig was... deep, or, or otherwise, I'm going to be like, oh, you're just a knower of some things. Yeah. <laughs> and that well, just I'm doesn't here... have the same
2: thing.
1: <laughs> I'm here to sharpen that was everybody.
2: Pretty great. It's pretty great. It's
1: what I do. Um, so again, every episode, we have a segment where we offer a recommendation based on the themes and visuals and feelings that we have about each episode. And I am looking so forward to the recommendation for this episode of Murder Husbands, which is going to be delivered to us by Lisa K. Weber. Oh, Take hello.
4: Away, Lisa. Yeah, um... I told Kelly Sue what my recommendation was going to be, so she knows already. Um, But these last couple of episodes, kind of this last kind of like three episode arc of this season um, kind of got me in the mind of um, watching some Ingmar Bergman
2: Nice. So nice. I watched my favorite director <laughs> by the way. My favorite. I mean,
4: a good choice. Solid yeah. choice for favorite director cuz yeah. holy shit, I rewatched yeah. um, Persona a couple weeks uh, ago uh. which I hadn't seen in like I mean it, it had been so long that I was not the same person the last time I mm-hmm. saw it. I wasn't giving it my full attention. So it was essentially like watching it for the first time like 2 weeks ago. Right. Whole Holy shit, y'all. If you haven't seen this movie, go and watch it immediately. It's on HBO Max right now. Just watch it. It's like an hour and a half and it will totally change the way you see yourself, the way you see the world around you and everyone in it. It's fucking incredible. Um, (sighs) I'll give the quick setup because it's an exploration of exactly that, the persona and the shadow. It's Mm -hmm. two women who end up in a Swedish beach house. (laughs) One is an actress who has like decided to not speak anymore. And the other is a nurse who is taking care of her. And it becomes very clear very quickly that these are not two separate people. These are, this is one being and their persona and their shadow are basically like, having I guess a one-sided conversation <laughs> yeah. the other won't talk <laughs> but holy shit it's so fucking good and it's yeah. like don't be scared that it's in black and white. Don't be scared that there are subtitles. It is Mm-mm. utterly gripping and it is so fucking good. So that is my recommendation. If you like Hannibal, you really ought to love this movie.
2: <laughs> and if you like, especially if you like visually delectable thematic mm-hmm. offerings, mm-hmm. then yes, Oof. like it's amazing. A so good good. One, Lisa.
1: It will open guy. you up to the world of Bergman. You, uh, mm. you,
2: you filled my heart, Lisa.
1: Beautiful world. <laughs> Fantastic. Happy to. All right, talk about ending on a high note. This brings us to the end of our time together, friends. Um, Looking so forward to being able to drop in next week with the end of season one and all of the reflections and feelings, um, likely, most likely from Phil, Um, but we get to all taste again the sweetness that is, the season finale of um season one of cannibal so definitely don't miss out on that you can listen to all of our other podcasts both here and with the fan base weekly on spotify apple and where all podcasts are found This has been a Popsicle production.